When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's Matt Jones and Freddie Coleman in for the boys today on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and tune in. Presented by Progressive Insurance. And speaking of what are the boys, he is Chris Canty, the host of Canty and Carlin, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN Radio. Hit Chris Canty on Twitter at ChrisCanty99. He joins his own show because it would be criminal not have him on his own show. So many things to talk about. Chris, I'm going to start with the whole apology thing that was well-received in the Washington locker room involving the commanders and Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator. Based on what he said, what he said last week, and he said these things before, he was fined one hundred thousand dollars by that football team, and he apologized today. How would you handle that if you were part of that organization? Well, first of all, we got to attack the part where it said that it was well received, and I have the utmost respect for Ron Rivera. I consider him a friend, but he got to miss me with that one. Like that's not that's not real talk. Like the guys in the locker room certainly have a problem with how Jack Del Rio articulated, you know, his beliefs and creating that distraction as this team was preparing to go into minicamp. It was something that was unnecessary. It was unwarranted. Nobody really needed to know how Jack Del Rio felt about what happened with January 6th, nor did we need to hear about Jack Del Rio's thoughts about the aftermath of George Floyd's murder. So I I just – I, I for one, if I was a player in that locker room, I would have some serious concerns about Jack Del Rio. And here's the thing. We all know the locker room is a place – where people have a lot of different views, come from a lot of different backgrounds, and yet individuals find a way to come together as a team and work past those things. The one thing I will say about these comments from Jack Del Rio, it's all good now because there aren't any stakes, there there aren't any real games being played. But the minute that this team or that defense sees any adversity this upcoming season, this is the type of stuff that comes into the back of players' minds, and they wonder whether or not this guy is putting them in positions to have success, both as individuals and as a unit. I think that's a great point, Chris. It's easy to get along with everybody when it doesn't matter. But let me ask you, you you, you made an interesting point there. You said that in a locker room, everybody, you know, there are things people disagree with. That's probably true in any workplace. There's always people you work with you don't necessarily like. When does it get to be a point that a person's views that have nothing to do with football, just assume it has nothing to do with football, but just life, whether it's politics or whatever it is, does it ever come a point that that gets so out there that it matters? Or is it just like, look, all these people are from all over the place. We're just not going to worry about it no matter what. Are there lines oh, no, no, that no, can no, be no, crossed? No, Matt, no, Matt, no, Matt. Mm-hmm. There are absolutely lines that can be crossed, man. Okay. I'll tell you this. When I played for the Baltimore Ravens, there was a time where we were dealing with some really, really sensitive issues. It was in the wake of what happened with Michael Brown out in St. Louis. And there were guys that were on – both sides of that thing. And I will say this, the majority of the players in the locker room had an issue with some of the opinions expressed by those that were in the minority. And had it not been for the actual position that some of these guys played, that thing would have came to blows. Hmm. Like, we recognize that, you know, a couple of those guys, you know, we need those guys in order to win football games, but it would have came to blows. That's how serious it can get in the locker room. But you find a way to work past some of those things Now, a lot of it is because, you know, guys are fighting for their livelihoods, and we know in the NFL it's about being able to win games. So if you can help me win games, 
then it's going to be all good. I can look past that because if we win games, that means I have job security. That means I can get to my bag and I can take care of my family and my community. But if you don't help me win games and you have a polarizing opinion or a polarizing viewpoint, that's when it starts to become dysfunctional. That's when the locker room becomes toxic. And the Washington commanders have already had enough of that in recent years. So this thing is a powder keg. I don't know that Jack Del Rio needed to add a little extra seasoning. I didn't think he needed to play Salt Bay last week and throw this on top of all of the issues that the Washington commanders are dealing with. But here's the thing. If you're, if you're Snyder and you're Jason Wright, the team president, this Jack Del Rio snafu, this saga, could have potentially cost you hundreds of millions of dollars in public funding for a new stadium that yeah. you're trying to build in Virginia. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, at that point, from a business standpoint, is it worth employing Jack Del Rio? I don't know. Like the $100,000 fine and the public apology, that's all well and good, but is that going to get me my hundreds of, hundreds of millions in public funding back? That's the question that I would have to ask the higher-ups from the Washington commanders, and if it's not, then there's got to be some more significant consequences coming Jack Del Rio's way. It seems to me you're saying, and tell me if I'm wrong, and by the way, this wouldn't surprise me, you can be as as loudmouthed as you are good. Is that kind of what you're saying? To an extent. Mm-hmm. To an extent. Mm-hmm. I will say this, is football, so everybody can get got. Okay. If that makes sense. So to an extent, and depending on how value you, valuable you are to the team's success, depends on how much leash the locker room is willing to give you if you step out of pocket. So that's, that's kind of what it comes down to. And, and so it's, it's, it's sensitive. It's a sliding scale. You, you treat everybody fair, but you don't treat everybody the same because yeah. everybody doesn't yeah. have the same impact on winning, if that makes sense. Great stuff by Chris Canty. Hit him on Twitter on Chris Canty, 99 Ponder Canty, and Carlin, the ESPN Raider, joining the guys feeling in for him and Chris Carlin. That would be Matt Jones and Freddie Coleman. What was up with your partner, Chris Carlin earlier today trying to make oh a case goodness. for Andrew Wiggins that, hey, if this keeps on going and Golden State wins, you can make a case for being MVP of the NBA I don't Finals. know how you didn't yell at him, Chris. I yelled at him, and I wasn't even sitting with him. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't understand where Carlin was going with that. Guys, I, I know you want me to try to explain it, but I can't. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know how to break that down. So I, I just it makes no sense to me because it's without a doubt that Steph Curry has the greatest impact on the Golden State Warriors being in the position that they're in now in the NBA Finals. It ain't even close. He's averaging seven more points per game than anybody else in this series, and that's including the 16-point stinker that he turned in in Game 5. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, so I don't understand where the real debate comes in. If Golden State wins the chip, then Steph Curry is going to be the MVP. If you want to have the conversation about who's the second most valuable player to the Warriors in this series, cool, we can talk about it. You can debate between Clay and between Andrew Wiggins, and if you want to throw in Jordan Poole, that's fine. But to me, if you're talking about the most valuable player for the Golden State Warriors, it's Steph Curry. Even when he has a bad night, guys, mm-hmm. the, the way that he forces defenses to gravitate toward him creates a lot more space for other guys to get their shots, to get their points. So, I, I mean, even when he's bad, he's actually having a positive impact on the game for his team on the offensive end. So, I like Freddie Coleman. He's like an older, older, older brother to me. But I you will got, say you sometimes – got way too many olders in that brother thing. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes he, he and I disagree. And he and Ryan Hollins had an opinion that I just don't understand. And, and Chris, I think you're going to agree with me. So, you tell no, me. No, he won't. 
I bet he does. I bet I'm he probably won't. sure I, I will because you talk about hot take Holland. So I'm, <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to be with Matt on this one. <laughs> oh, but my, he, they, they sort of were saying that, like, I'm disappointed in Jason Tatum in the fourth quarter. Not through the whole series. He's been great at times. But in the fourth quarter, he doesn't shoot enough, in my opinion. He doesn't take the ball enough. Like, he defers too much to Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. And they were saying, well, that's just how the Celtics play their offense. I say Tatum, Tatum's the best player. He's got to do more down the stretch and take more shots. What do you think? I'm with you on this one, Matt. Hold I, on I, a second. Hold, hold. He didn't give you the full context. Okay. All Ryan, right. Break, Ryan, it, break it all the way down. Ryan, Holland, Ryan Hollins and I said that is not the Celtics' identity, and that's been a problem. Because I agree That's with not, Matt. no, he's now he's backtracking. No, you like that dude that no, called no, 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 from no, San Francisco. No, 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 Ryan and Shannon and Sam will back me up on this. <laughs> I, Ryan, I said, Stop. Chris, I said, both can be right. He, Matt is exactly right that you need one guy to be the dude that had the basketball in his hands. But Ryan and I also know that's not the Celtics' identity, and that's not the, what they're going to do, and they're not going to change now. He left out that important part of the context, Chris, when it came to me and Ryan being on that I same side. I don't know side. about this, Chris. It sounds well, like when you agree with Fred, me, Fred, he Freddie changes his opinion. Freddie, what you just said doesn't help your argument. I don't care no, what no, the no. Celtics' identity is. In, last, in game five's fourth quarter, the Celtics shot 26% from the field. I get I'm it. Need, I'm going to need for Jason Tatum to put his imprint on that quarter. Chris, I'm not his disagreeing with player, yeah, Chris, I'm just saying. I'm not disagreeing with you and Matt on that one. I'm okay. saying that's not the Celtics' identity. Oh, here he goes. That's what's He's going changing. on. Who cares what their changed. identity is? Win the damn, listen, win the damn game. He's we can debate changing. the identity no after way that. Changes. Let's See? find a way to win the game. And to me, when the rest of the team is struggling, then it's up to your superstar, your first-team All-NBA player, to take it over and make some shots. Jason Tatum's favorite player it's Kobe Bryant. What would Kobe do in that situation? Right. Tell if they double team me, doesn't matter. I'm still shooting the rock. I Preach. don't care. I still got to get shots up because I got to score points because ain't nobody else going to do it. And it goes Amen. to you. I'm not saying you guys are wrong, but if the Celtics are not built that There's way. There's no oh, argument. Yes, though. Yes, Freddie, yes, Freddie, Freddie, no, Freddie, no, no, Freddie, Freddie, hold on. Chris, I'm Freddie. Chris, I'm going to no, no, no. save Freddie, I'm going to save you. I'm going to save you right now, Freddie. I don't need to be Freddie, saved. I let, don't me need to be saved. let me throw you a life raft. I don't need a lifeline no, on this you, one, No, boss. I'm serious. No, right now, I, right I got to get Project Pat on you. Let need, me save you. Yeah, I got to save you. All right, let me save you right now. Here's me. the thing. I'm going to tell you why I'm saving you. There is no argument to be made about Jason Tatum's performance or lack thereof in the fourth quarter. That's not he's, saving in me, In this series, five games, he's averaging three points in the fourth quarter Chris, on I, 23% shooting. Chris, I get Freddie, it. I don't care yeah. what the Celtics' identity Chris, is. Yes, it, it is. does not matter. <laughs> yes, it does. It, it, you got to average right. more than three points in the fourth I'm quarter. I'm with this, man. This is a great I'm not, I'm not arguing about in terms of what he should be averaging more. Of course, he should be averaging more in the fourth quarter. But if your coach is not calling your number, you don't have to stroke if you're Jason Tatum. No, you don't have – you can't do it if you're Jason Tatum yeah. because the first time he's on a stage like this. You guys want to compare him to Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, the first time he was on a stage like that, wasn't telling Phil Jackson what to do. Phil Jackson told him where the but ball Freddie was going Marcus to go. Smart's not been on this stage. Jalen Brown's not been on this stage. They don't ma- seem to have a problem shooting. doesn't matter because in the context of the Celtics offense, that's not their identity. So if you want to put it on Jason Tatum, you also got to put on Emi Adoka, who's not calling his number because why? Like, Ryan Howes, I agree. 
it's not their identity to do something like that. Now, if there was the identity and he's not doing it, then your argument is safe. But I don't need saving from Project Chris Canty or Matt Jones from Kentucky when you know Ryan House and I were right because that's exactly what has happened with the Boston Celtics, guys. You're right. Jason Tatum should demand the ball in the fourth quarter. But the coach is not calling your number. There's only so much you can do if you're Jason Tatum. Freddie, I'm disappointed. I'm, I'm as disappointed. Hey, Chris, will you stay with us? Will you stay with us for a segment so that we yeah, can finish him I, off? I got, you're not gonna finish I got you. Me I got you. I got to say I, this. I though. got you guys in the Fre- top row. You're ready to be Freddy, brought out. Freddie, I'm as disappointed that you did not pick up on my Project Pat reference as I am in your Jason Tatum take. Yeah, you it, can be disappointed all you want. Equally that doesn't mean I'm wrong. It was the most embarrassing segment of Freddie Coleman's life right here. No question about it. You can be embarrassed, but there's no way I'm wrong on this. Let's go to break. This is ridiculous. We got to stay because right now you guys are getting TKO'd by me here on Cranty and Carlin with Matt Jones and Freddie Coleman. Chris Canty joining his own show. We may have to kick him out if he keeps this up. Have the Celtics blown the series, and we're going to find a Chris Canty and Matt Jones are blowing this argument. Keep it here on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Matt Jones and Freddie Coleman, in for Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, as well as tune in. Chris Canty joining his own show because that's what he does. Like we mentioned, he does the show each and every day with Chris Carlin from 3 p. to 7 p.m. Eastern time. Hit him on Twitter, Chris Canty 99 Now, this goes against my better judgment because I know a royal scam when I see one. But I'm going to let Matt Jones set this up with me and Chris, who I guess we won't be friends after this, so I may never appear on this show again. Matt Jones is going to set it up, and then we're going to go at it. Okay, so here's what happened for people who didn't hear it. Freddie Coleman had a really bad opinion, and the opinion was that the Celtics – like I said, set up already. Well, no, no, it's okay. I'm just – I'm being neutral. No, you're not. So the setup was (laughs) that the Celtics are fine not giving the ball to Jason Tatum down the stretch in the fourth quarter because it's not what they do. That's I Chris Can- see you adding words. I didn't say Chris that it Canty, was fine. Now, now wait a minute. Lies, 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 and more lies. I am in charge here. Chris Canty, oh, on the other hand, had the very reasonable opinion that since Tatum is the best player, <laughs> he should get the most shots. Now they got very upset and very angry. Freddie was was yelling so much. I don't think Chris really got to articulate what he wanted. What? So Chris, I'll let you go first, and then Freddie can respond. Chris, the best player has to win you Game Six and Game Seven. You, do you think it's Tatum, and what does he got have to do in the fourth quarter in these last two games? Well, yeah, Tatum is the best player on the Boston Celtics. I mean, I, I don't even know that that's debatable. Now, has he been the best player in this series? Eh, I don't know. I mean, somebody could probably make the case for Jalen Brown, although he was god-awful last night as well. I guess my whole point is, with Jason Tatum, I'm going to need for him to be better than 5 of 21 from the field in the fourth quarter. And, and Freddie, the plays – that got me in that fourth quarter mm-hmm. was when Al Horford got the rebound and gave it to Tatum. Tatum actually drove into the lane to try to finish at the rim. Yep. But then when the Warriors' defense collapsed on him, mm-hmm. instead of going up into contact and trying to finish through contact, mm-hmm. he takes this little bunny hop step and gets called for traveling. Yeah. There yep. you go, a turnover. Mm-hmm. Then you have a situation where he has two free throws. He's got a pair of free throws 
misses both free throws. Break them. Yep. Then you're talking about another situation, well, two situations, where he shot two air balls. And the one that sticks out in my mind is when he's one-on-one with Andrew Wiggins. It's mm-hmm. a turnaround J from the mid-range, and it doesn't draw iron. Freddie, I'm going to need for Jason Tatum to at least give his team a chance. And, is those, and in those instances in particular, he's not giving his team a chance. And that's the problem that I have with the way that Jason Tatum is playing. Listen, there, are a lot, there has been nobody that has been caping more for Jason Tatum to be in club superstar. But I'm having to walk that back a little bit based on what I'm seeing okay. in clutch time in the finals. Part of competitive greatness is being at your best when your best is required. And Jason Tatum did not show up last night in Game 5 and has not shown up in the fourth quarter of any of the games in this series save Game 1 where he had all the assists and he was doing all the playmaking. Freddie, that That sounded – That is my biggest problem with Jason Tatum. And if you're looking at it from Ime Adoka's standpoint, outside of Tatum and Jalen Brown, who do you have that can create their own shot or create shots from others? So you talk about the identity of the Celtics offense. I mean, at some point, you got to have guys that can get buckets and create buckets for others. Mm-hmm. There's only two options you got, J- Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And I'm going to opt to go with the better of the two players in Jason Tatum. Freddie, that sounded very reasonable to me. Do you disagree? Number one, shut up, Matt Jones. I'm tired of you right now, <laughs> number one. Number two, at any given time, I'm going to take the poll of the room when it comes to Shannon, Ryan, and Sam. Have I ever said that Matt was wrong in terms of Jason Tatum needs to get the basketball to be the dude. Have I said one time that he's wrong? No, just dead wrong. Dead wrong, right. You said dead that. wrong. I said dead wrong, exactly. Well done, Ryan Madlock. Here's the deal, gentlemen, <laughs> and Chris, you're exactly right when you're saying that you want him to be the dude and he has to be better in the fourth quarter. I've never denied that for one second. But the Celtics' identity all year long has been that you make the play for whoever is available. That includes Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Al Horford. That is how they're built. I didn't say that they shouldn't just give him the ball and let him do his thing because I want him to be the dude, and you want your dudes to step up and be in that situation. Never denied that for one second from you or Matt or anybody else. But Ryan Hollins and I are right as well in terms of if you're going to have your guys be in the best position, then Emei Adoka's got to do a better job of giving Jason Tatum the basketball and let him do his thing. And also remember this. He played Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum the whole second half last night. Those guys were exhausted because the bench was awful, because the bench didn't give him anything. So Jason Tatum didn't have anything left in the fourth quarter because he had done so many things. Oh, stop, bring- Freddie. He's 24 well, years old. He's 24 Chris, years old. He Chris, has nothing Chris, left. Chris, Chris, I, on, Chris, 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 no. I'll let you have your say on your show. No. you got to let me Listen finish my this. argument now. Here we you go. can say 24 years of age all you want, but with all that pressure was on him last night from Golden State who gave their guys prerequisite West where they were a lot stronger down the stretch than all the team. Don't give me the whole thing. Hey, he's 24 years of old age. He's not Superman. And it's the first time he's been on this stage to try to be the dude against a team that has dudes that have done it before in this situation. So if you want to place it on Jason Tatum, you got to place something on Ime Odoka, not putting him in the best position to make plays down the stretch because the bench didn't come through and Ime Odoka did not do a good job making sure the basketball is going to get to Jason Tatum in better spots and not have him try to go one-on-one when he went ISO basketball against a Warriors defense that loaded up against him where he could not make shots. You can't compare Jason Tatum to Kobe Brian when he's not even Jason Tatum yet. 
So that argument is completely flawed. When you try to say that Kobe Bryant's his favorite player, I get that. But he ain't Kobe Bryant. He's barely Jason Tatum right now. Until that actually happens, it's going to be hard to do that against a Golden State Warriors team that knows exactly how to do those things to players like Jason Tatum. Matt, if I ever go to court and I'm on trial for my life, I want Freddie Coleman defending me. I don't need the dream team. I, I need know. Freddie I don't, Coleman. Chris. I don't I want, want to see you. I, I don't want, want to see Coleman. you on death row. No, we don't want, want Freddie defending you with Freddie these Coleman positions to defend me you, like he's trying to defend Jason. Oh my god! I'm not defending Jason Tatum at all. I'm just saying the facts in front of you guys that you guys have apparently failed to pay attention to with the Boston Celtics games. all year. Listen I've watched the Celtics a lot, too, as well, Matt. And you know what I've seen with the Boston Celtics? <laughs> the same team I've seen because we would not be having this conversation if they were up 3-2 or winning the series. You guys both know that, to be sure. Well, the they're not up 3-2 because Jason that. Tatum plays bad in the fourth quarter. You know why? Because of the team called the Golden State Warriors on the other side. He's not playing against the Knicks. He's playing against the Warriors. Okay, okay, and Freddie, okay, cool. That part aside, do you have an explanation why Jason Tatum has the most turnovers? Because they play goofy. No, 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 Freddie, They play goofy basketball at times. Can I I finish my statement? He's got the most turnovers of anybody in NBA postseason history. Okay, I get it. You know, (laughs) no, hold on a second. Can you explain the 95 turnovers? Here's here's, I'm going to use your argument against you. Hold on a second. I'm going to use Hold on a second. Stop Uh laughing. I'm going to use your argument now, Chris Canty, against you. You talk about Jason Taylor's the most turnovers, but yet you want this guy to have the ball down the stretch in the fourth quarter to make plays, and he can't hold on to the basketball. This just refuted your whole argument right now. You brought stats to the table as a lawyer like Matt Jones by saying, he has the most turnovers in the, in the playoffs. That's the guy you want having the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter. Now your argument makes absolutely They're no sense now. They're trying to make us go to break here, although I think we're oh, going to just fight all, through the all, break all, anyway. Also, now you want to raise the right flag now? Now they use that against you, too. I, there's now, no white sudden, Listen, I didn't even get to talk this segment because I would have won. But uh, nevertheless, no you Chris, I <laughs> enjoyed you. My whole point is Jason Tatum needs to be better. You're talking Me about too. the identity I, I never and said all he, of this other stuff. Have I he said needs he has to not be the, better and he has to play better. Have I not said? Said that that he needs to be better. Have I oh. not said that? I've said that. I've agreed with you guys, right? That he has Freddy. to be better in the fourth quarter. I've said that. It doesn't that. sound like it, Freddie. It doesn't, you know, sound, it like doesn't it. sound like it. It doesn't sound either, like it. <laughs> Court rules two one in favor of us. Yeah, well, yeah. Thanks a lot, hanging judge. When it comes to Matt Jones in this situation. <laughs> oh, I appreciate you, Chris, brother. Talk to you soon. All right, man. Appreciate you guys holding it down. Oh, no doubt about that. Chris Canty, the host of Canty and Carl on ESPN Radio, is here thanks to Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So the word regret. When it comes to Deshaun Watson, when it comes to D- these two things, that's now with Matt Jones and Freddie Coleman and Canty and Carlin, and this is ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. It is Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, 
as well as tune in Matt Jones over there. Freddie Coleman over here in for the boys today. Hit us on Twitter at KY Sports Radio. That's Matt's handle. My handle at Coleman ESPN. Don't forget the phone number as well. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. If you're tired of Deshaun Watson, we get it. But this story is not going anywhere anytime soon, especially when we don't know what kind of suspension could possibly happen from the NFL whenever they wrap up their investigation what the aftermath is going to look like if he plays a game for the Cleveland Browns this year, whenever that happens. But either way, it still is at the stage of allegations, civil suits, and who knows what else is to come. Deshaun Watson, the Browns quarterback, was at practice today. He had a chance to speak on how he's been dealing with all the allegations that seem to not have any kind of end. Honestly, it's been, you know, it's been tough. Um, You know, just trying to make sure that I, I stay balanced. Uh, with my my mental and, and just my social life, but I have a great family. Um, I have a great uh, legal team, and I have a great support cast here in this organization. So when I walk into the building, all that stuff is outside. I got to focus on football and my teammates, building that trust with those guys on the football field and off the field, and just really just coming to work because the game plan is, you know, the season starts and, and getting everyone on the same page. When I hear that, and I'm not going to cast any kind of judgment, you know what? People are going to have those kind of opinions. I get it. I understand it. They're going to have those kind of feelings. But that sounds like a guy that firmly believes that, A, he didn't do anything wrong. That's stating the obvious. But also, B, that he should not be punished for anything that's out there when it comes to Deshaun Watson. Well, I mean, I guess that's what I expect him to say. Sure. I mean, and it's you know, it's a legal case. He's not going to come out and say, I did it. So I don't really know what else he's going to say. This this story is very difficult for everybody. But for True. me personally, I just find this a very difficult thing to talk about on Why? the radio. Why? Because, all right, if Deshaun Watson did this with these 26 women, then he needs to never play football again. That's just the reality. If that happened, he needs to never play football again. If it didn't happen, well, that's a different scenario. But I don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. And it feels like in talking about it, it's almost impossible to have. And by the way, I think the vast majority of listeners would agree with what I just said. If he did it, he shouldn't play. If he didn't do it, he should. And we don't know. Now, we can all have our guesses because there's 26, et cetera, and I understand that. But it's so hard to talk about something like this because I don't know what to say. I respect that the women have a right to tell their story and to file the suit. Mm -hmm. I expect that he's going to say exactly what he said. Mm -hmm. So what do you say? It's awful. It's an awful situation. And I just don't even know what people's position are supposed to be. Now, I do think the Browns, as an organization – can be criticized for bringing this on, and you yeah. can have the conversation about whether they should have done that, et cetera. Right. But when it comes to Watson, I expect his answers to be exactly what they were. Sure. And I don't really know what to even think about it. Ultimately, the legal process will work itself out. But I guess, Freddie, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. as far as just something that I listen to sports people talk about, maybe it's because I'm a lawyer in, or was a lawyer back in the past, I just I find it very difficult to have a coherent opinion or even discussion on it that doesn't acknowledge that ultimately I don't know. You know why you feel that way? And and I, I believe me, I understand exactly why you feel that way because you're not the only one. It's because we don't have any answers. We don't have any kind of resolution. We don't have any kind of results. 
it's a he said, they said situation. And then plenty of other entities are involved in it, whether it's the Houston Texans before being complicit, alleged coordinator report by Jenny Brentis in the New York Times, or what's going on now. Because there's nothing concrete that we can circle. There's not one thing concrete that we can circle and say, okay, that can lead us down this road. Well, I, I would disagree with you a little bit on that. I would say the fact that there's 26 allegations is a, a, an important point of evidence. Sure, but, but it's still allegations. Not, I understand that. But, you know, there's not one. There's 26, and right. that's a lot. That's true. Yep. But, but I will say there's not going to be – okay, so in law, in criminal law, it's beyond a reasonable doubt. Right, that's right. the standard. Right. In civil law, it's a majority, basically. It's more likely than not. You're not going to find anything, at least we haven't yet, that makes it, in my opinion, where you're like, it's beyond a reasonable doubt. That's probably why he wasn't criminally charged. charged right. right? Mm-hmm. But in terms of saying what should happen to Deshaun Watson, yeah, that's I just don't know how you answer that question when we don't know. And plus, I would bet you there are many, many, many facts that are going to come out that right now you and I just don't know. So I feel like any discussion on it is so trivial to yeah. the seriousness of the allegation, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And here's another thing that makes sense. What we're knowing about now, it's page one to us. I can't even imagine where this actually is when it comes like page 10 to page 11 as we find out more and more. But then again, who knows how much concrete evidence or whatever that's going to be involving Deshaun Watson and his future inside and outside of football. Great stuff from Matt Jones, Freddie Coleman together, and Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. How about the guy that's no longer the Browns quarterback, meaning Baker Mayfield? How soon could he be with another team to try to prove the Browns wrong for moving on from him? That's next on ESPN Radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Matt Jones and Freddie Coleman, thanks for joining us on Canty and Carlin and ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, as well as tune in. A lot of love so far with the Golden State Warriors, unless you're a non-Golden State fan, with them being a 3-2 in the NBA Finals. But it was really interesting to see how Andrew Wiggins, on a stage like this, has not been able to be shy or not run away from the moment, especially, Matt, in the last couple of games. Well, I'm ex- I'm happy for it. I mean, look, I watched this kid back years ago in AAU when he was 16. He was looking between Kentucky mm-hmm. uh, and Kansas, and Kentucky recruited him, and I really enjoyed watching him. I saw him. He's part of the best high school game I've ever seen, which was an AAU game right. uh, against Julius Randle. And it felt like there have been a few times, Freddie, where you watch a kid play and you think, this kid is destined for superstardom. And when it happens – it's like seeing a band that's playing at a small building that becomes in an arena. And I thought that was going to be it for him. And it just never did. Mm-hmm. So watching it come, he's not a superstar. But watching him have a moment, a moment where the whole country rallies around his play, I think is really gratifying because I felt like that was going to happen over 10 years ago. One of the things about what you just said when it comes to Andrew Wiggins Maybe and it's not to say he's not built for it because I don't think that's the right thing to say or the accurate thing to say, but some people it takes a little bit more of a comfort level to get used to that. 
We're talking about a, a, a young man that was anointed that, and he was barely able, old enough to vote when it comes to being in high school. Some people can deal with that and trampoline off of that. It's taking Andrew Wiggins a little bit longer than people wanted, mainly because you see the talent on display. And you're thinking, this guy has it, but they don't take into account so many different factors that involve being the man, being a superstar, and everything that goes with it. And that's why the ones that are like that as a kid and make it, that's what I think that's why I think it's so amazing. LeBron, Tiger, the Williams sisters, Connor McDavid in hockey, yeah. people who at the age of fifteen or sixteen, people anointed and said, That's the next one. And then they go and do it. Mm-hmm. I just think that's an amazing accomplishment because right. It just doesn't happen. We see so many people that were on the cover of Sports Illustrated, like Sebastian Telfair, and you never see him. What happened to him, right? The fact, Parker, that it, yeah. Jab- the fact that it happens, and then when they succeed, I think those people are as impressive to me as anybody. And one thing I've always said, and I keep being proven right about that, we believed they were going to be great. Then they turned out to be greater than we could have anticipated. Yeah. People thought yeah. LeBron was going to be great. Nobody saw that great. When it comes to LeBron James, also with Serena, also with Tiger Woods, Andrew Wiggins getting his time in the spotlight. He has had a rough road, but it may turn out to be payoff really well for him when it's all said and done. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Could Baker Mayfield be a Carolina Panther sooner than later? Hmm. Long Matt Jones, I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80 and tune in. According to Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports, there are talks going on between the Carolina Panthers and the Cleveland Browns in regards to Baker Mayfield. Now, both of these teams began minicamp on Tuesday, but it seems that these talks have their breaking down. They're starting to heat up once again. They remain in discussion regarding these two, regarding Baker Mayfield and what they can work out where he can finally free the Cleveland Browns and move on from what's going on with that organization now Deshaun Watson has taken his place. Well, I mean, first of all, if you're Baker Mayfield, you know, if you can play for the Pittsburgh Maulers in the UFFL, you might take it, right? Like you want to <laughs> just get out of Cleveland at this point because it's just not a situation that works. For Carolina – let me leave aside the salary cap implications because I don't know enough about it to opine. Let's just say as a football player. Okay. He's better than Sam Darnold, in my opinion. He's an upgrade. So if you can do that, it makes sense under the cap, and you can actually make a deal that isn't giving up too much, I think you do it. I mean, I don't think long-term Sam Darnold is the option. Is Baker? Eh, maybe, maybe not. But if I were to ask you – which quarterback do you think next year could make the team the best? I would take Baker, sure. wouldn't you? There's no doubt about that. He could throw the ball, I think, better backwards than Sam Jones may be able to throw it forwards with the Carolina <laughs> wow, Panthers to be complete. Whoa! Whoa! You know why? It's because, almost like you're, you're yeah. almost as mad at uh, Sam Darnold as you were Chris Canty earlier. No, well, I'm not mad at Sam Darnold, but when you're the third pick in the draft, we haven't seen anything to justify why he was selected that high by the New York Jets because – with all that promise that he came out of USC, a lot of those bad habits 
have followed him to the National Football League. The Carolina Panthers, just like the New York Jets, practically gifted him the starting quarterback position. And about five games in, they said, well, we can't keep this guy as our quarterback. And they brought back Cam Newton when Donald was injured, thinking that even when he comes back, Cam Newton is a better option than Sam Donald. Whatever you think about Baker Mayfield, you don't have to question any kind of toughness when it comes to him. He's going to lay it on the line, and especially the motivation, Matt, that he's going to have to prove the Cleveland Browns made the wrong choice by moving on from him and bringing in Deshaun Watson. All those factors have all the makes of Baker Mayfield immediately being an upgrade for the Carolina Panthers. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Let me ask you this. Let's say you were to rank the 32 starters next year okay. in the NFL, and let's say that, that Sam Darnold is starting for Carolina, and you're ranking them 1-32. to 32. Okay. Wow. Where is Baker Mayfield if you have to throw him in there? To put it another way, okay. how many guys are going to start game one next year that Baker Mayfield is a better player than they are? Definitely Seattle. I don't care who the starting quarterback is there. <laughs> oh, uh, you're but well, yeah. you're only gonna you only think it's a handful. I think it's only two. Seattle and Carolina, to be completely really? honest with you. Possibly Minnesota. I don't trust Kirk. So Carolina. you don't think like Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo, you don't think he's better than them? No, I don't think I think he's better than Trey Lance, but I don't think he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. No. Okay, so but, like if Trey Lance is starting, yeah. you would say Baker's better than him. Yeah, because I don't know what Trey Lance is. Do you Lance think Baker's be better than Trevor Lawrence? No. Justin Fields. Justin Fields, okay, that one. But, Zach Wilson. I, yes. I think he's better than all those guys. Now, yes, you might still yes. start those guys because right. they're second year and you're trying to build them. Right. But if you're just asking me who's better next year, I would take Baker over well, all those well, he's guys. Be, he's better than all those guys, yes. You, you don't have to sway me on that one. I mean, I'm not – take systems out of it. You're right. In terms of overall quarterback, So, no my doubt. point is to say I think there's probably 10, 12 quarterbacks that if you're just saying starting next year, mm-hmm. opening day, okay. who's better – is Baker so, you know, okay, if you're the Bears or your 49ers or your Jaguars, you're not going to get rid that. of your your, no. your young guy for him. Sure. So, But if I'm one of those teams mm-hmm. and I can make it happen, mm-hmm. then I would do it because I think Baker's going to be better than the option that I have. I'll, I'll say one team that I don't know if it'll be engaged for him, but if Miami was in the – Baker Mayfield's been in two or three by law. Oh, you do? Okay, now that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. You do believe I, that. I think he would be an upgrade over What do you think about the guy, uh, Tyreek Hill, saying he has, he was, uh, Tua was more accurate than Mahomes? Did you see that? Yeah, you know, Tyreek Hill's trying to support his quarterback because deep down the inside he knows, man, I thought I caught a lot of short, I thought I caught a lot of short routes in Kansas City. They're going to be even shorter with the Miami Dolphins. Because but Mahomes, I know you have to take up for your guy. Like where? your quarterback. The, but you can't just say nonsense, right? No, I'm not going to say nonsense. Because no, I don't mean you. I'm talking about him. I'm just well, saying yeah, like you if, ha- well, if you sold your soul to take that money and leave Kansas City to go to Miami, you can't just turn tail and say our quarterback's not right, better than that on, guy. Frank. I want you to be the reporter, and I'm going to be Tyreek Hill. <laughs> okay. You ask me that question, All right, okay? I'm, I'm asking you that question. I know Tyreek right, Hill. Ask me that question. You I'm Patrick Tyreek Mahomes, Hill. and you, know, you got Tua Tumbalo as your quarterback. I know you're happy in Miami, but who would you rather have right now after leaving Patrick Mahomes and joining with Tua Tumbalo? Okay, well, that's not what they asked. They said, who's more accurate? Because I think if, if you're asking me who would I rather have, yeah. I'm going to say – well, I loved my time okay. with Patrick Mahomes. All right. He is one of the legendary quarterbacks. Okay. But things have changed. All right, so, and now uh, I'm here with Tua. So and more, I uh, want Tua to succeed, and I believe he can be as good as anyone if he reaches his, his, his thing. So you're saying I he's would, more accurate than Patrick Mahomes then? 
Tyreek? Uh, well, I don't like to compare accuracy because what I like <laughs> to see is that we can win with Tua, uh-huh. and I am here to make Tua the best player he can be. Mm-hmm. I'm not into comparisons. Right. The past is the past, okay. but, Freddie, the future yeah. is before us. Put it this way. He better add another arm to Tua talking about Lord to get those balls down the field. because if he I just can't believe he just lied and said that Tua was more accurate. Stop it. You mean Tyreek. Absolutely. He had no choice. You got to back up your quarterback Love. from that standpoint. How much backup do the Celtics have to send the series back to San Francisco for a game seven? That's next with Matt Jones and Freddie Coleman. And this is Canty and Carlin.